0: AIC Stories Podcast presents. All right, everybody, welcome back to the AIC Stories Podcast, the audio archive of storytelling goodness. All right, today we're back taking another look beyond the stream as we work our way through the popular Netflix series, Archive 81. Today we have a discussion about episode two and of course as always there will be spoilers on the series up until that episode so if you haven't watched it yet you've been warned although I do hope you guys are taking this opportunity to watch it along with us one episode at a time and then seeing where our thoughts line up with yours and all of that fun stuff but anyways before we get into the conversation with Justin, I'd first like to just remind you quickly that if you are able, you can buy me a coffee or a book and help financially support the podcast over at buymeacoffee.com slash Stories, or simply visit AICstories.com and you'll find all the links right there. Your support there goes, as always, into directly continuing to build the production quality of ASC Stories, continue to grow this amazing audio archive, and absolutely continue to grow our fantastic little community. Okay, so let's look beyond the stream at the Netflix series, Archive 81, episode two. This entry into the audio vault is beyond the stream number three, Archive 81, episode two, called Wellspring. All right, Justin, we're back. It was a long wait after we had to hit stop after the cliffhanger on the end of the first episode.
1: Yeah, it was hard to just not go watch right away, but I'm glad we finally got to watch episode two.
0: Absolutely. This this is the discussion, of course, on episode two of Archive 81 on uh, Netflix. It's an episode called Wellspring. The very quick synopsis of this thing, and this is straight from the Google machine, says, messages from the dead arrive while Dan follows Melody on her investigation into the viscer. Again, we're hoping you're watching along. We're not going to spend any more time than that on a recap. So let's kick things off. Justin, what was your number one takeaway from episode two, Wellspring? Um, the
1: biggest thing for me, was so that weird scene in the basement, right? Mm. Uh, when she's woken up in the middle of the night and like she ends up, or the community room, I guess. I don't know if it's like <laughs> Yeah. But it just seemed like it, it had basement vibes going on. Oh, yeah. Um, but she's in the community room, and I don't know what was happening in there, but aside from all the moaning and whatnot, the <laughs> that weird kind of cult thing, yeah. the statue that was in the altar. Yeah. Like, I I almost went back and looked at that scene again. I, I'm into it, but I didn't, because I wanted to see, it looked like the same sh- kind of shape that, in episode one, Dan saw in like the weird tracking in the VHS tape. Oh, I didn't even catch that, that stuff was going down. Yeah. That's why I wanted to go back and look at the two scenes again. Yeah. Because it, I kind of thought maybe, but I wasn't quite sure. Mm. And now I'm thinking, I'm just going to assume that it is. And we'll just see where it goes from
0: there. <laughs> that works. I didn't even catch that. I, I saw that and I was totally wrapped up in the, the uh, kind of being creeped out vibes of the weird humming and, and breathing and stuff that was happening. And then that, that statue to me, I was like, is that a corpse that they've got kind of mummified bent up into a position? I couldn't tell what it was. I never even connected that with the imagery from the static in, in episode one. That's a good yeah. catch.
1: It, it looks kind of different. Like I forget mm-hmm. if you see part of the scene through the camera and part through like actual, like high definition nowadays footage.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, I think when you're seeing it through that camera view, like it does look kind of distorted. And that's what I thought too. Yeah. Is like, is this some weird like mummy sarcophagus that they have cracked open in here? And yeah. does nobody else ever come into this community room and see this? Like what's right. going on?
0: Well, it uh, looked like that creepy Samuel guy was loading it onto some kind of hand dolly yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. I think after the fact, it, yeah, like and you could see, but when it was happening, that's what I was right. thinking is why is this thing here? Like, and nobody knows about it.
0: So, right. Well, and that kind of leads, uh, like I told you going into this, as I was making notes through the thing, I realized I've got eight different things here. I can't cover all of them. I'm picking my only only my three. <laughs> um, but it does kind of lead into the one thing I'm going to pick as my number one is how this episode really went all in on the parallels between Danny and Melody, both having these really messed up um, like basement and hallway experiences, including that weird dream he had. Um, Where he's following his dad, you know, wearing the red jacket from outside. And I thought it was kind of really interesting how they kind of, you know, were almost mirror images of each other in a sense like they were, you know, I don't know what's the right word I'm thinking. I I guess just, you know, parallel storylines happening where they're both finding themselves sneaking through these hallways or basements or whatever it is. I thought that mm-hmm. was really interesting how they did that in this episode. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, especially when they like actually get linked together in the
0: dream. Yeah.
1: Like, which I guess based on the scene later, I don't know, mm-hmm. like if that's a dream or if there's a weird like time travel.
0: When he's knocking on the situation. door, you
1: mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: Do, yeah. do you think that happened, or do you think he was just imagining that? See, I think,
1: I think. It's tricky because, like, <laughs> yeah. why, why would they edit it together like that? When he sees it again, because mm-hmm. like you see it the first time when he's and he wakes up right after she answers the door. So obviously he's right. dreaming. But then, like later on in the episode, when it's her and her friend in her apartment, and yeah. somebody knocks on the door, and there ends up being nobody there. Right. It, why would they show that that scene again, or just that clip right. of him outside the door from the other side? Right. It's unless it is like just a red herring, like they're just trying to throw
0: you off. That could be, I, I whatever it is, I, I'm, I'm hooked. Like I'm, I'm curious because it's, they did so much in this episode to make it, uh, you know, one of them would do something. And then there was some slightly altered version of the exact same thing happening to the other character, you know, and mm-hmm. it was very, very, like you say, time travel you know, I'm not going to use drop an F bomb, but a a mind F, you know, (laughs) where (laughs) things are kind of you're not quite sure what's happening. So, what's uh, what's your number two? So,
1: I don't know if this qualifies as a story thing or it could be uh, any character point. But so he breaks down the wall, right, and he goes down into the basement. Mm -hmm. Uh, Earlier in the episode, we see him come across another building on the property, right. And so at the end of this basement, it seems like he's in that other building. Yeah. But with, and I don't know why this stood out to me and it's silly, but with where he, like, it seems like he walks around a lot on this property. And so, and he just found this building. Right. Like he was like, oh, a building I haven't seen before. Right. So, how big is this basement that he got from one (laughs) building to another when he had no idea the other building was there? Right. He he must have gone through a lot of tunnels down in that basement.
0: Yeah. Unless that Uh, other building, unless that other building wasn't what we saw, what he was in. You know, right. But it, yeah,
1: I just got the vibe that it was. Yeah. You know, because it looked like um, it had the same kind of windows in that one wall.
0: And oh it looked yeah, like yeah. it was just that one room yep. about the size of the building that he was at. So, And it was some kind of like old church or something. Yeah. It, it looked like. But when they left, did they, go, they didn't go back out the same way and crawl through the hole in his wall. Well, we just saw them get
1: back into the tunnels and get back to that one room with all the filing right. cabinets. So I guess they didn't show how they got back into the house. Yeah. I, I'm so guessing yeah, like,
0: did, Virgil didn't come sneaking through a wall, though.
1: Yeah. I would imagine not.
0: So, like, yeah. Hmm.
1: And I don't think he would have come through the door right there on that church building because I don't think he would have been able to sneak up on
0: Dan as easily. Right, right. But who knows? Yeah, there, there's. That's interesting. That's uh, that was one of my points that you can I can cross off thanks to you. It was a secret layer behind the walls. <laughs> it, that whole thing was very interesting in the way. Again, you know, to our to the first point where. You know, she goes sneaking down through the, you know, what? Like, I agree. It felt like a basement. You know, the the community yeah. center, whatever, and find, and she's hiding behind, you know, walls, basically seeing this messed up stuff happen. So, very interesting. Well, I think for my number two point that stood out to me was just how, not only Virgil, which he seems to propel it forward enough on his own, but even Danny's story and. Other people he's interacting with a little bit, it seems like they're they're either pushing where you know someone's trying to make sure he looks like he's losing his mind, even that he thinks he's losing his mind possibly or maybe he really is. you know just just the way that they're kind of dropping hints. I know Virgil says a couple things in that one scene where you know are you having a mental you know mental struggles and when he calls that phone number, Um, oh yeah you know his secretary is like are you having mental distress and all this stuff is happening he's seeing you know weird stuff there he's he's seeing obviously the disturbing stuff on the the tapes he's restoring but then they're kind of all making you know hints that that it's ah, he's just having a mental breakdown again which makes me wonder thinking about what you said now with that connection between danny and melody is there a reason they're setting that up i wonder yeah, I guess I
1: didn't even think that they were setting up like a... I just thought it was a lot of weird stuff happening. I suppose yeah. we don't know. He's the only one there yeah. when it's happening. So is it actually happening or is it all right in his brain?
0: Well, only one there besides... What's, what does he name his rat friend? Ratty? Yeah,
1: I think so. Some yeah, very <laughs> like creative <that>. name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a point in episode one I was going to make, but I thought that's ah, not quite worthy enough, but... <laughs> How quickly he becomes friends with this rat he tries to kill <laughs> uh, i don't know so that was let's see that was my second one right yeah so what is your third takeaway um
1: so at the end of the episode we hear mm-hmm. um or i guess we don't hear but he finally gets out of the compound to go talk to mark
0: yeah the cafe little, little yeah
1: yeah, and it kind of flashes back, or I guess we probably see it earlier, too, when he's the, the song that his sister is playing at the piano, mm-hmm. and then he plays it at the piano, Yep, and it seems to be the same, like, it's the same tune yep. that they're playing in the weird cult.
0: Yep, like, yeah, the thing they're singing, yeah.
1: Yeah, way back in episode one, way back, it was one episode ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I think it was early in the episode, in the flashback, Dan's dad tells him to stop playing it. Yep. Um, so obviously, he knows this song. Like, what is, what is this song? Right. Like, why Why shouldn't they play it? Why is it tied to the weird, creepy cult people? Right. And like, why? I don't They're, know if it's the song, but why does melody have like
0: get the same sick? like? Well, from- and I that that tune that um, he's playing at the piano and his little sister was. And that the cult is singing. That's not the same tune that that weird composer lady was making. Oh, that's right. That's yep. right. yeah. That's, that's a different. She's got some. I don't know what her deal with her song stuff is. That's something else. But the one that we're seeing repeated now, um, I, I don't know how the show is going to handle it. I'm not going to say anything more other than that there is a thread there um, that the podcast version follows to a degree. And so we'll see what happens with with that here. But that was one of my other points too. The song from the childhood being the same one. The cult people were like weird panting, humming, singing. Uh, that that whole cult scene. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> it, yeah, it, that's it. Kind of unnerved me a little. <laughs> I'm right there with you. That's that was some creepy stuff. But yeah,
1: I can't imagine being someone there, like having to act in that scene.
0: Like, Peace. That, uh, I don't know how you do it, A, without busting out laughing, and B, like the people that had to do the weird breathing part, how do you not just pass out? I mean, (laughs) it seems seems like that's hyperventilation waiting to happen. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It was a very specific set of requirements you needed to meet that role.
0: (laughs) Right. It wasn't even
1: like an audition. The audition was (laughs) you coming in and breathing weird for two minutes.
0: Right, right. Can you breathe in a pattern? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that kind of brings me to... Uh, The third point I had, um, which is the character of Samuel, who we meet, who is uh, this guy that lives in the quote-unquote penthouse, meets Melody trying to steal some mail from a mailbox from a, a woman she's trying to find, and asks her out on a date, and she goes. And he just gave off, initially, some very creepy vibes. But at the same time, kind of the clueless like nerd vibes, so I couldn't tell right away, like, is he just a creep or is he just absolutely clueless? But by the end, we find out he he seems to be the ringleader of this cult thing, whatever it is. The question I had, the, the, the point I, I wrote down is, is he actually someone controlling this thing or, or behind it? Or is he basically just kind of brainwashed or, or somehow being controlled by the building? I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's... To me, for, yeah, like I, I didn't really trust him to begin with. Like, yeah, he just has that kind of like I don't want to trust this guy. Right. Um. But I think he seems more to me like the type that would think he's in control, mm-hmm. but is being controlled hundred percent. Like yeah. But he he thinks, oh no, it's fine. I'm, I'm actually in charge of the situation when sure. he's just a pawn like anybody else.
0: That could be, and I don't know uh, why, but when I looked at his face, all I could think of was, so this is what it would look like if uh Stifler and Bradley Cooper had a baby. I, I don't know why <laughs> he just had this weird look on his face the whole time. I get it though. I, now that you say that, I totally <laughs> yeah. get it. So. I don't know. That's weird. All right. So. Any predictions you have? Uh, like we know, I'm not going to predict anything too much here, but for you, what do you think in terms of where we're at, what we've seen through these first two episodes, large or small, any, any sort of thought on anything you think we might see coming soon? Um, the only
1: kind of thought I had actually happened, like it resolved itself in this episode. Okay. It was early on in the, in the episode when she meets with the, the one tenant, the tarot lady oh yeah Beatrice yeah um, and like she's I, it doesn't have to do with the actual tarot reading but when they're talking she says that there's a weird sex club <laughs> and yeah. so I was I was like it's probably not a sex club like it's probably the weird demon stuff that's going right. on right and right. I think both of us are right because there was some weird, it might not be demons, but there's something weird happening with them right. worshiping this weird statue. But then also there was sex afterwards. So yeah, the, that's the true. tarot lady and I are both correct.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Well, I'm going to ask you this one. And, and listeners, for, for you guys who are following along, I, I don't necessarily recall this from the podcast, but what do you think the significance, since you mentioned the tarot reading, what do you think the significance of that might be? I don't know. Something to think about. Mm -hmm. That's that's not a prediction. More of an open question for you guys. So you mentioned you didn't necessarily have a favorite part, but you did have an eye roll part.
1: Yeah, and it could be something where I just didn't catch a detail. Mm -hmm. But and when I say I don't have a favorite part, it's not because I didn't like this episode. I enjoyed it. Sure. I, I just didn't have any one like huge moment that stood out to me. Sure. But for an eye roll part, I. I'm not 100% on board with what really caused Dan to break down the wall in the snack closet.
0: Oh, well, I don't even know what like, caused him I, to do it.
1: Yeah, like that's why I thought maybe I missed something. But so, so he's looking for a snack mm-hmm. or he's going to make lunch or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he's like, oh, maybe this wall isn't real. And he yeah. starts feeling it and taking stuff out of the way so he can bust it down with a, <laughs> a pipe <Monk> wrench, which <laughs> is the only thing he could find. Like,
0: yeah. I don't. I don't get that part. Yeah, he was pushing on that wall like he expected there to be a, a secret door or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, now that you say that, that was weird. I I didn't even realize that. I don't know what caused him to even look at that. Was it the rat? But the rat
1: like wasn't wasn't no. there.
0: No, the rat. Yeah, I
1: think he went to because I think he came back in.
0: Oh, he was getting and, a broom or something to clean yeah. up all that paper. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was, yeah. Cause he, he made fun of the rat
1: so that he could um, nest the fortress of solitude with <laughs> all the yeah. shreds he had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, underst- I don't understand why he went in the closet and then decided, you know what? I don't want to clean up that mess. I'm going to make a huge mess of my own and break right.
0: down the uh, Thinking about it, I, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. Was there a chance maybe like the broom or something when he grabbed it? Oh. He sounded different on the wall. when he, I know it wasn't on that wall, though. It was on a sidewall. And yeah, there were shelves the, there.
1: Yeah, the wall mm. that he tears down, yeah, was covered in shelves. And, like, he taps on it to see that it's hollow compared to the one next right. to it. Right. But I don't.
0: No, I, that's a I, good.
1: That's why I was thinking maybe I looked away for a minute and there was a breeze or something that I didn't see on screen. I,
0: yeah, I, I don't remember
1: anything me. either. I, I didn't even think of it until, like, well after the fact. Right. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I would have just rewound 10 seconds and watched again. But he, I think it was like a totally different scene. Like he, would, he had yeah. had his conversation with um, the guy in the church. Right. And they went back and looked at the file. And, mm-hmm. and then I finally thought, you know, why? what? Hang on. <laughs> but I never went back to look. So maybe I'll do that. I'll just go back and
0: yeah, watch that again. That's a, that's a good eye roll moment, though, because, yeah, I can't think of anything either that caused it. Um, mm mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna to have to maybe if I think of it, I'll have to try and go back and look at it again too. But I, I did have a favorite part. And for me it was the very, very end of this episode when they dropped the bombshell that Melody is alive.
1: Oh yeah. Yep.
0: That's, and it's a good one. I don't know how that could be or or what that situation is or or if it's just a, a tease or what. But To me, the reason I picked it as a favorite part is because, man, does this this show really know how to do a super solid cliffhanger ending to make you want to hit watch next episode.
1: Yeah, which makes it really difficult for what we're doing. (laughs)
0: Right. And so I I hurried up. That happened. The credits came on, and I just shut the TV off and hit (laughs) hit close on everything So I'm like, no, that is too tempting right there. I don't know where that's going to lead. But that bombshell to me, it just kind of slips in at the end. Oh, you want to talk to her? I can't even remember what was happening, who who the conversation was between. And I know Danny was talking to somebody. Was it his friend Mark? Yeah, it was because he
1: had rode his bike down to the coffee shop in that town or whatever.
0: Was that at the diner when he told them that?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're in the diner and they're talking about everything else. And then that's right. uh, They get on the topic of Melody and he's like, well, you know, you could just ask her.
0: Yeah. That's right. For some reason, I thought that whole diner scene in my head, I don't know why I was thinking it happened before the creepy hallway church scene with Virgil. But yeah, that's right. It does end right there in that diner. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. what! I can't wait to watch this. We say this every week so far. I hope this whole series, we don't get to episode you know, eight to the final series and be like, it strung us along for this but <laughs> yeah. so far i'm enjoying it so i think yeah. we'll be all right but yeah that was my favorite part was just how big of a bombshell um, that was you know if it comes to be true and how well this show seems to hook you into that next episode just perfectly i loved it yep any final thoughts on episode 2 wellspring
1: um, no I'm looking forward to the next one I'll probably watch it as soon as we're done talking <laughs> <'Cause> I, got, <laughs> I got time
0: so I might as well just get perfect it done. <laughs> well I'll try and get it watched very quickly too so we can talk about it as soon as we can um, the next episode we'll see you guys back here next week to talk about episode 3 of Archive 81 Terror in the Isles is what it's called so let's go watch episode 3 what do you say sounds like a plan alright we'll see you next time later All right, there you have it. Episode two is in the books. Are you guys watching along with us here on AIC Stories Beyond the Stream? If so, as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode of Archive 81. Now, I should note, because I have had a few questions on why there's a little audio quality difference between when I'm talking right now at the beginning and end of the episode versus when Justin and I are talking, uh, discussing the episode. It's really just a matter of we're recording in a little different fashion because it's it's tough for Justin to get all the way up here to this cabin in the Northwoods. And so we have to rely on a little bit of technology and it's a little spotty up here in the cabin. So that's why there's a slight audio difference. But honestly, I think the conversation's good and it doesn't matter anyways. As always, though, we'd love to hear from you with your thoughts, so reach out by visiting AICstories.com, where, as always, you'll find all the links on how you can contact me, be it social media, email, however you like. And if you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could share this episode wherever you hang out online. Tell your friends about it. I'd love to see that community around this AIC Stories podcast and this Beyond the Stream series grow. We'll be back next week to talk about episode three of Archive 81 on the next issue of Beyond the Stream, so make sure that you're all caught up. I hope you know how much I truly appreciate you spending some time with us here on the AIC Stories podcast. It absolutely just means the world to me. As always, guys, I want you to keep reading, keep listening, keep watching, and most of all, most of all, keep enjoying all of your stories. We'll see you soon.